Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Babbling with Brooke, the podcast. If you're new here, my name is Brooke, and welcome. It's great to see you here. This is the, I believe this is now the fourth episode of the podcast, so it's been going really well. However, this episode is actually the second time I am recording it because the first time I just didn't like how it turned out and was not proud of it, did not like how it went. The power actually went out in the middle of me filming it and recording it, so I just decided to do a do-over because it really, like, it kind of threw me off with the power going out and everything else the lighting wasn't good all that stuff so like I said lighting isn't good if you are listening right now that won't matter but if you are watching on YouTube because I also post this podcast on YouTube if you want to check that out you can too if you want the actual visual however it's just me sitting talking so that's up to you but if you are watching on YouTube and you want to just listen maybe while you go out for a walk for a day in the car or whatever you can also do that on your favorite listening platforms including Spotify, Apple Music, CastBox, anchor really anything you want to i'm on a bunch of different listening platforms today though we are actually getting into our first little we could call it a disney news episode however like i said in the very first episode i don't really want to talk about disney news i'm not here to announce new things to you because it's already been announced a while ago i just want to talk about my opinion on it and that being said we're talking epcot flower and garden festival which just started on march 1st when i'm filming this it's march 3rd when you're seeing this it'll be like the 5th or 6th or something so flower and garden just started I love Flower and Garden. Flower and Garden is one of my favorite Epcot festivals. That being said, I've only been to Flower and Garden and Food and Wine. So, I mean, it's a, it's a good festival. It's a really long festival. It goes until July this year, so literally March to July. So it's there for a good chunk of the year. Food and Wine's there for the rest. Festival of the Holidays and uh, Festival of the Arts are so short, and I don't understand why. I feel like they could make Festival of the Arts longer, um and make it into march and then they could make food and wine shorter and do festival of the holidays in november and december i don't know i feel like that would work better or even if they wanted to introduce a brand new festival over the summer months instead of having food and wine pro I, i'm going to assume it's going to start in july right after uh, flower and garden ends and food and wine in july just never really hits because a lot of it's like hot very savory food and when it's well over 100 degrees in florida i personally don't feel like eating hot food or even drinking wine like i want something that's iced and cold and just you know like a mexico margarita if they did some sort of summer festival i feel like that would be a lot better that would always like that's my personal preference um disney that is my idea and i think you should do it speaking of summery drinks i'm drinking pomegranate lemonade today we got the ice in it it's delicious i literally just got it at like zares lava superstore wherever you grocery shop president's choice it's president's choice pomegranate lemonade for my canadians and it's absolutely delicious um Highly recommend if you're looking for like maybe a drink mix for those patio drinks in the summer or just like a fun little lemonade drink. It really reminds me of a Starbucks refresher. I think if you add some green tea in there, it would really, really taste like a green tea lemonade from Starbucks with pomegranate in it. But that's besides the point. We are talking flower and garden today. So like I said, I've been to the flower and garden festival before. All my cultural exchange programs happened during the flower and garden festival. So 
18, 19, 22. Um, all those summers, I went to the Flower and Garden Festival. And then also, I went a couple of years when I was a kid because we used to take trips over the May 2 4 weekend. Like that, the week before that is when we would take our Disney trips. So, a couple times. We then started taking them late August, but for the first little bit, we were taking them in May and we saw a lot of Flower and Garden Festivals then. So, really, my first introduction to Epcot was during a flower and garden festival which is really cool so it kind of has the throwbacks i remember there being a lot of tapestries when i was a kid and by tapestries i definitely meant topiaries i don't think there was as big of an emphasis on food i remember they used to give you the really really big pamphlets like literally they were like eight by tens folded in half instead of like the little ones you get nowadays and there was a lot more on the actual flowers versus just a big focus on food. I feel like all the Epcot festivals now, the focus is on food, whereas not as much like, you know, like flowers. I feel like they could do a lot of workshops and stuff with that, that they just don't necessarily do as much as I think they could. Um, realistically now, honestly, I feel like all the Epcot festivals are the same, um, just with slightly different theming. Like there's nothing that I believe all of them have concerts now. All of them have like some sort of topiaries or something um, like like attraction type things that you can walk past. And then all of them have food and all of them have merch. And that's basically the gist of what all of them are. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously I love it. And I love looking at the topiaries. Topiaries last year were around for quite a while, even into food and wine. And I'm just looking online right now at all the topiaries. Um, I'm not going to get to go to Flower and Garden this year, which makes me really sad because it does end, I want to say it ends like July 5th or something like that. And I will not be going there until hopefully the week after that's not confirmed yet but around mid-july is when i'm going to be going back next time um not 100 confirmed but we're we're trying to get it confirmed and by then flower and garden will be over which is kind of sad but i will 100 definitely get to see it in 2024 because if you didn't know i got accepted to another disney program yay and this time i'm doing the cultural representative program which means i'm going to be working in epcot in the canada pavilion for one entire year i start in december and i go till december and it's going to be an entire year of me in disney world working there which is going to be so so cool i can't wait to actually move this podcast to to disney like can you imagine if we film this podcast like on the hub grass in magic kingdom we could totally do that that would be like the coolest thing like live from magic kingdom podcasts i'm so obsessed with the thought of doing that or like we could go to the flower and garden festival and talk about it while we are there so many cool opportunities so i'm really excited for that i'm excited to see all the other epcot festivals too while i'm there like i literally get to see everything i'm there for a whole year it is going to be the coolest thing but getting into what flower and garden has this year we're looking at topiaries first and i am always so obsessed with whatever disney does in front of spaceship earth so when you walk in the main entrance there's always some sort of big topiaries in the center there um i remember they usually do them with like mickey and minnie from what i remember like the classic kind of fab five characters but this year it's Encanto, and 
when i tell you i am obsessed with encanto i have watched it so many times that movie hits so hard it is definitely in like my top five favorite disney movies i haven't actually i don't even think i have like a full top five list but like it is it is high up there i'm literally wearing an encanto shirt today just by chance um just when i got off of amazon and i I love Encanto. That's like one of my comfort movies, my go-to. If I was a kid, I would be Encanto everything obsessed with it. So, I love this topiary. We have, um, I mean, like, I don't even know what to say about it. It's just, it's gorgeous. You have a bunch of the characters there. Mirabelle holding a butterfly. It's so cute. Um, yeah, like, they're just, they're just absolutely gorgeous we have louisa standing there we have isabella and isabella is actually covered in different colored flowers and the rest of the characters are mainly green which i think is also really interesting too like obviously there was a lot of thought put into that and i think the way it's created tells some sort of a story of how isabella created the flowers around you know around the characters like in that topiary but you could even expand that to be like this is isabella's festival if you wanted to um like she's at the front entrance she's the one creating the flowers like you could make up a whole story with that maybe i'm just like overthinking everything but i think it's adorable i'm even looking like maribel's glasses there's so much detail in their dresses in their facial features it's it's actually quite amazing what they can do with flowers and just greenery and you can tell the imagineers worked so hard on these topiaries and they look i mean they just look stunning then at the entrance to world showcase we do have the classic you know mickey minnie pluto chip and dale um i don't know about mickey and minnie this year y'all they look a little their faces are different i'll just i'll just leave it at that i'm not really sure what's going on there there's another mickey and minnie though at the other entrance um like the back entrance by the france pavilion and that there's another mickey and minnie that look so much better um they look very stunning we have our woody and uh, bo peep and the sheep and of course we have goofy i love this goofy one he's in a different spot all all the time um and he's holding little flowers this year tiana i think tiana's a new one i don't remember seeing tiana before but she looks stunning in the american adventure also um once again the detail on her face i definitely you know what yeah i definitely think it's a new one because you can tell the amount of work that went into the facial features on the new ones this year it's amazing and i hope that they maybe overhaul a couple of the old ones to change it to these new ones um because there are really really stunning three caballeros are really vibrant however i think it's just the pick i'm looking at someone increased the saturation hardcore we got on an elsa classics they've been around for a while um i like how some of them are not disney themed so we have the troll um outside of norway which i think is a really cute little nod to the maelstrom ride um because i i really miss that ride and then like the dragon outside of china really really detailed i would be really interested to see this up close because i think it looks like it's succulents that are on him which is really cool like a ton of different succulents it's really interesting it's not just like blooming flowers like it's actual succulents um then of course we have lion king ones we got snow white and the seven dwarfs another classic one 
um, right by Germany, I believe. I think they were in the same spot last year. Usually they move them all around a bit, but I think the seven dwarfs are in the same spots. And same with Lady and the Tramp. I think they're in the same spot as last year too. That's kind of disappointing. I thought they moved them all around. I didn't think they were ever in the same spot two years in a row, but I guess they are. Beauty and the Beast are in the same spot as well. Um, yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Karma and Miss Piggy between France and Morocco. Peter Pan in the same spots. The Winnie the Pooh characters. Actually, the Winnie the Pooh characters, I think, are always in the same spot. Um, Tinkerbell is in the same spot. <laughs> um yeah oh that's kind of i wish they had moved them around a bit more because i feel like they're in the same spot the geese in the canada pavilion though we love to see it i don't think these have been here before and if they have been i've never seen it but they look stunning they look so good and i think it's a really good representation of canada and they really fit in the pavilion where they put them in the garden there without taking away from the beauty of it they just really flow into it of course we got butterflies um and i believe they're right outside yeah they're right outside the butterfly garden which i guess is a flower and garden exclusive um if you do not know i have a terrifying fear of butterflies i went in the butterfly garden for the very first time last year and i did okay because they were tiny i don't like ginormous butterflies i don't like large butterflies i don't like like monarchs are too big for me like i'm okay with little moths and when they're not flying at me the ones at the disney butterfly garden kind of stayed in their own lane they didn't fly at me and they were tiny which is why i was okay with it but you will not catch me going in a butterfly conservatory anytime soon um, when I did it, I was just like, okay, let's let's face my fear. Let's experience this. I've never done this before. I was waiting for Winnie the Pooh to come out, and I was like, let's do it. And don't get me wrong. I am so, so glad I did it, um, but I am still quite terrified of butterflies for sure. So we have the butterfly garden. Um, I know there's also some other booths that I'm not sure are here this year. I know they've been around in the past, but I'm not sure if they're actually here this year because I haven't seen photos of them yet. But I know in the past off, like the mosquito repellent and bug spray brand has done a little garden um, with like picnic tables and stuff in the area. And then every year to the playground usually gets some sort of flower and garden-ish theme. I know there's also usually a scavenger hunt, which I also have not seen photos of, so they better have that this year, but I haven't seen anyone post any pictures of it. The scavenger hunt where you purchase a map for like $10. Actually, I think they increased the price, but what didn't they increase the price of let's be honest i still think it's worth it though i love these maps um you get a map and you go around world showcase trying to find the disney characters and then when you're done you get a prize of course you could do this too without even purchasing the map you can just go find whatever character it is you're supposed to be looking for in each pavilion i think it's an amazing way to explore each pavilion a little bit because you're really going in depth into the pavilion it's an afternoon activity, a way to explore, a way to see everything around the festival, especially if you don't want to purchase the food items. This is a really great way to kind of get involved in that. And you do get a really nice prize at the end. And I have never been disappointed in the prizes. I've gotten like Tupperware dishes is what I got last year. The year before that, I got this little like ceramic... It was another dish. It was like a little ceramic dish, but it was really, really cute. Um, actually, I think that's the one I got food and wine. Um, my friend Ariane just got the 
uh, Festival of the Arts one, which was like a paint your own figment. And I am so regretting not being able to go to Festival of the Arts to see that because it is adorable and I would have died for a paint your own figment but so many opportunities so I kind of am curious if they still have that going on because I am really gonna miss that if it's not there as for the concert lineup we have the uh what's it called the in the bloom with garden rocks concert that is what they call it they call it the garden rocks concert and we have our full lineup and let me tell you I don't listen to a lot of different artists. I listen to Taylor Swift. That is the extent of my music genre listening, or I listen to Disney music. So I don't know a lot of artists. I really did like the thought, though, a couple years ago when they had local Florida bands come um, and perform back when COVID was hitting, not like the big bands. Like, like they just had local Florida bands, and I think that's really great exposure for them. Um, they do have a cool couple new people performing this year. The ones that I recognize are, I believe Smash Mouth is here, Simple Plan. Um, that's pretty much it. Cool in the Gang. Yeah, I really don't recognize a, not, a lot of names on this list. April 3rd intrigues me. It says, to be determined. That could either because, be because A, they don't have anyone, or B, because they have someone really, really, really cool, and they just don't want to announce it yet. So that'll be interesting to see, but... Um, yeah, there's a ton of different artists there. So if the concerts are your thing. Definitely check that out. Make sure you get in line early. They're not really my thing to go to. I would go to Simple Plan and I think I would go to Smash Mouth and that would be like the only ones I would really have interest in. Otherwise, just listening to their music, walking past the American Pavilion would be more than fine with me i don't find the need to actually sit and watch the concerts but i know a lot of people really do love that and i think it's also a really really great deal to you're just paying park admission and then you're getting this concert included in that and i think that's amazing especially for some of the bigger names who maybe don't perform really anymore um or you just have to pay a lot to go to their concerts and travel to their concerts and this is like one of their concerts included in your disney vacation i think that's really cool now food and i know food is a big topic with these festivals i this is a side note i need to put on hand cream so bad my hands are like cracking because of how dry it is in my apartment but um food is one of the main things at epcot festivals all epcot festivals let's be honest it just it is you know so i just wanted to go over some of the new things the things that are interesting to me as we know i have to watch what i eat at these festivals because of allergies so epcot flower and garden festival is like the worst one for me always with allergies and they just keep adding these edible flowers onto more and more things which just absolutely scares me um which is why i bring benadryl to epcot every single time i go but there are some really cool items on here and i think the place that stands out to me the most is brunch cot i love breakfast foods i've i'm just obsessed with breakfast i feel like a lot of people are but i am really really obsessed with breakfast foods and there are so many things here that look so good first off the bat the eggs benedict oh my gosh um like, if I was in Epcot right now, I would just eat breakfast at Epcot every single day. Actually, scratch that. I would only eat food at this festival because it all just looks so good. Um, but the Eggs Benedict 
and also the fried cinnamon roll bites. I had the fried cinnamon roll bites at uh, food and wine, I want to say, last year, and they came with an extra cinnamon roll bite. So I was looking at the photo of them, and I believe there's only two that it comes with this year, and it's the same price as when it used to come with three previously, which is really interesting. Um, unless the photo I've seen, it does come with three, and I just saw like a wrong photo or something, but yeah, I don't know. They also have the Fruit Loops Shake, which I have never gotten the chance to try, um, and I really want to try it. A Peach Bellini. I am always down for a Peach Bellini, and they also have a Joffrey's Cold Brew Cocktail. Everything here looks amazing, hands down. Like, this would be one of the booths I would be just running to, honestly. Like, it just looks that, that good. Um, the citrus blossom, you can get your orange bird sipper cups. Not my thing, but if that is your thing, you can totally do that. Street corn, I don't think we've had street corn before, and that's at Florida Fresh. I would definitely be down to try that. I think it's really interesting. Grilled street corn on the cob, different flavors and stuff. The fish slider kind of sketches me out. I'm like, are you going to eat fish at an Epcot festival? But at the same time, I'm like, I ate fish at Columbia Harbor House, and it has been absolutely amazing. Frushi, um, a classic, but once again, not my thing. The chicken and waffles, originally I looked at, and I was like, this is going to be amazing. It's only $6.75. It's new at the Honey Bistro. It looks so good, but I've heard a lot of reviews so far say it's bad which worries me. Everyone said the chicken is really rubbery and nothing bothers me more than rubbery chicken. I don't like meat and that in general usually. So when I eat meat, like it needs to taste good because it's just, I don't like the taste of a lot of meat and grilled chicken would literally make me want to gag, um, like grizzly rubbery chicken. So maybe not, um, but they do have a flatbread there that also looks really good and a cheesecake all at the Honey Bistro. We have a peach cobbler freeze, which looks amazing as a drink. There's so many drinks here I would want to try. I think I would want to try at least one drink at every booth. Like they all sound so good, alcoholic or non-alcoholic. Like they just sound really good. Um, the house-made cheesy crab wontons at the Lotus House, I think went up in price again, guys, but they're amazing. Like, I, I can't even hate on them because they're just so good. I would still pay that price for them because they are just amazing. They taste so good. You got your crab cheese. I also think that could be something I could make at home, though, for, like, fairly cheap. That might be something I want to try. Northern Bloom, we have my Canada representation. We have a maple popcorn shake for $4.75. Would try, don't know if I would like. Um, yeah, maple popcorn shake. I'm not, is it even legal to say that I'm not a huge maple fan? Like, I like maple syrup, but maple in itself kind of reminds me of caramel, and I don't really like caramel. So, I feel like it would just be too sweet, a maple popcorn shake. Like, it, in my head, I'm thinking, like, a, a caramel popcorn shake, like, same kind of vibes, because I've had the maple popcorn, and it basically is, like, a type of caramel corn. So that's kind of, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, they do have Dole Whip once again this year, and um, the refreshment port has poutine. Um, don't don't eat the poutine at 
refreshment porch. It's nothing like the stuff in Canada. Don't trust it. Um, that is my biggest beef <laughs> with the Epcot is the Putin. Um, we do have Travel and Trellis hosted by Impossible Foods and the Impossible Foods at Disney are my favorite because they're all so delicious. And of course, none of them actually have meat in them. I am not by any means like vegetarian or vegan or anything like that. I just, once again, don't like to eat meat that much. So first off, we have an Impossible Korean short rib. I'm not a huge rib person, but... It, it intrigues me for sure. And then we have Impossible Lumpia with Thai sweet chili sauce. I do not know what Lumpia is, but Thai sweet chili sauce runs my life. If it has Thai sweet chili sauce on it, I will try it. I'm a big spicy foods person or like foods with kind of like a kick to it. Love it and sweet chili sauce my favorite thing that booth also has the twinnings iced green tea with cranberry and lime and you can't you cannot go wrong with an iced green tea nothing is bad with iced green tea i will say and then we have specialty joffrey's drinks which once again i would try them all i'm a huge coffee and cold drink person any cold frozen drink i am here for we have exotic lemon tea they have a annual pass holder exclusive honey nut latte which makes me really sad because i am not renewing my annual pass this year because i simply cannot afford it unless i come across some big amount of money or something um i cannot root renew my annual pass this year so i guess never say never in case i i don't know maybe somehow i win like a ten thousand dollar scholarship or something i don't know then i can renew it but until then um we got to focus on paying for my academic exchange program if i get it if i don't get into the academic exchange program actually i have a ton of money saved so maybe i will renew it but the fingers are crossed and the chances are looking really good for that academic exchange program so that's kind of what we're manifesting we have a melon aid near canada which is frozen lemon with watermelon and normally this would sound really sweet but the frozen lemon at joffrey's is to die for so i would definitely try it with watermelon orange cream cold brew this might be the one i skip just because i really don't believe in orange flavored things it just it's giving orange chocolate which is just disgusting to me same with key lime cold brew it's giving like key lime chocolate i don't know why i'm thinking chocolate but it just it doesn't sound good to me i guess but the other ones i would try and honestly you know what, I might even try them, or I would even try them potentially, but they're just not on the top of my list. Uh, I know we don't like fully trust Disney Food Blog as like an accurate resource, but they do have some really nice little menus that they made up of all the offerings at the festival and have photos of everything, and it is really cool. So if you did want something like that, um, we don't trust them for their speculations, but we do trust them for their graphics, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but that's food at Flower and Garden, and it really does look amazing. And then finally, we go on to the merch. And the merch is usually what kills me. Like, the merch is usually what kills my wallet because I'm like, I want all of it. It's here for a limited time. Give me all of it. I will purchase all of it. I want it all. This year, though, I don't know. I opened up the merch, like, because obviously the news outlets do reports on what's available. 
I don't know how I feel about it. First off, the first thing I opened it to, and this might be why I feel off about all of it, is because I hate the first thing so much, and that is the Orange Bird Spirit jersey. It is like this orange and yellow block, and the yellow to me looks like a very like pukey kind of yellow, and it's $80, and I just absolutely hate it. I think it is so ugly. I don't know. I mean, the font on the back, the back is like kind of cute, but the front, no, like it's just bad. The orange bird tee, once again, same kind of vibes, like this yellow, the graphic, really cute, but I cannot get behind this yellow color. I wouldn't personally wear the shorts in the tank. The baseball cap is kind of cute. The ears, what bothers me about the ears is... If you haven't seen the ears, basically, they're like a faux leather kind of material, which I love in Disney ears, and they have a sparkly orange bow. And on the faux leather is two pictures of the orange bird on either side. But I think what bothers me the most about them is that the bow covers up the orange bird's face on both sides. So you have these really cute ears, and then you have this bow that's just in the middle. I think they could have made these ears really cute without having a bow on them at all. Um, I think if you want to take the bow off, it would really add to it, and it gives that kind of vintage orange bird vibe in the ears, and I think they would be cute then. But the bow and the ears are, like, cute individually, but I just don't like the bow covers up the orange bird. The lounge fly is really cute, though, I will say. If someone was wearing, like, the ears and the lounge fly together... That would be pretty cute. The Magic Band is just a regular Magic Band. It's not a Magic Band Plus. So I don't think I would buy it just for that reason. And the pin is $17.99 and looks a little cheaply made, if I'm being honest. It's not my favorite. Um, oh, there's another pin, though. This Flower Power pin is actually kind of cute. I kind of like that one. And the mug, I do like the mug. Um, I've never been a fan of these salt and pepper shakers that are the trash cans, but they could be kind of fun. A stepping stone for your yard. I like that the merch for this festival is usually a little different. There's usually a couple unique kind of items versus just your classic like t-shirts and that. So as a stepping stone, like that's, that's kind of cool. That's kind of fun. Um, the only problem I could see is a lot of people probably can't bring this home because it'd be very heavy for their luggage. So I guess maybe more of like a florida local kind of item maybe um but even as like a display item i will say i do like how they have on the front they have the orange bird and then they've created a image i guess you could say of spaceship earth on it as well and instead of the triangles they have little like flowers and oranges blooming on it so that's also really really cool i think and the planter I like the idea of the planter, but the orange bird's face is just a little strange on it to me. The Christmas ornament is also adorable, though, and I'm also kind of into the zipper. The zipper kind of has that same pattern as the back of the spirit jersey and the ears, but I think it just looks a lot nicer with kind of a glaze over it. Um, and then the orange bird zipper, not my thing. This Snow White collection, once again, not my thing. And I didn't want to come in here and complain about all this merch. Like, I really didn't. I wanted to love it. But at the same time, I cannot get behind this collection. This Snow White collection is just so... It's... I think what bothers me the most about it is it doesn't... Like, where does it come into Flower and Garden? Nothing about it says Flower and Garden to me. Um, 
I forget, did they do Beauty and the Beast last year? Was that what it was? Or was that for Food and Wine? Like, when they do Tiana for Food and Wine, that makes sense. Because she's all into baking and stuff. So, I feel like, like, how does Snow White tie into Flower and Garden? There are other movies like Alice in Wonderland, for example, could do a really cute flower and garden merch collection because there's so many flowers as like a part of the movie, like painting the roses red, like that could be a whole thing, the singing flowers, all of that. I don't think they've even done an Alice in Wonderland collection for food and wine. Maybe, sorry, for flower and garden. Maybe they have, I don't know, but that could be a thing. Snow White, I just don't see the correlation. I also think they could have made really cute Disney 100 and flower and garden merch. I think there could have been a tie in there and they didn't do anything for that either. Figment, I'm kind of, so there's this green t-shirt that I think would have been cuter as just like a boxy tee, but instead it has a little tie on the front. So it, the knot tees are not my thing, but I do really like the image on it. The Figment collection, out of all the collections, is probably my favorite. I really like this sketch image of Figment they have going on. It's very spring-like, it's very cute. Um, Let your imagination is kind of the theme they got going on here, and... I like that because with flowers, it's it's like let your imagination grow, I guess. Like you're growing flowers and it's colorful and it's creativity and all that kind of stuff. You can really tie into Flower and Garden. But then again, they did just do a big figment collection for um, Festival of the Arts. But then again, I think they do a figment collection for every single season. So that's neither here nor there. The lounge fly is where the figment collection like really pops off. I know the lounge flies are already sold out, but I think that's because the resellers got a, a hold of them. But it's so cute. It's figment watering some plants that are shaped like Mickey's. And the zipper is actually a Mickey Trinium. So the little zipper charm is like a little trinium with a little Mickey plant in the middle. And it's just adorable. Like you, you actually cannot go wrong with this lounge fly. And then on the back, you know, the part that'll be up against your back, there's like a cute little sketch and it says Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival 2023. This collection also has a Magic Band Plus, which is also adorable. I love how it has all those little sketches on it. Once again, it's very light. It's kind of pastel-y. It would match with a lot of things, I feel like, and it just represents the festival really, really well. We have those same images on pins, and we all know I love a good mug that is a planter. I have mine from a couple years ago here, actually. My plant is, like, dying, but it's it's right here. It's my International Flower and Garden Festival from 2020, and um, it has Mickey on it, but it is a planter that's a mug that I'm using as a planter and I love those. Then we have a mug which is really cute. I love the Trevor's mugs. I'm drinking this is that's what I drink my most of my drinks out of. Like my pomegranate lemonade is in the art of animation one right now. Figment trinket dish, more trash can salt and pepper shakers. And then we have the actual terranium, which I would die for. Um, if I was only going to get one piece of merch from this entire collection as a whole, like the entire All the Flower and Garden merch, it would be this terranium. It's adorable. You could plant the cutest little succulent in here and just have this Epcot. It would be the perfect add-on to my little collection here of like... I have a food and wine cup with a plant in it, a flower and garden cup with a plant in it. I want that as an add-on so badly. Pass holder stuff, I could take or leave it this year. The Crocs, 
I love the croc charms. I wish they sold those separately, but the actual crocs themselves are just green crocs with a flower and garden logo on them. So I kind of wish that they sold the charms separately because I like the charms. I'm not, like, I just don't think it's worth it to pay that much extra for an actual pair of crocs with the charms. And then more pins. And that's the merch. So, I don't know, maybe... There's a part of me that's just like, maybe I'm just hating on the merch so much this year because I know I can't go. So I'm like convincing myself that it's bad to want it. But at the same time, I don't know. I, I think I would hit hard with this figment collection, but I don't know about the rest of it for sure. It might be, it might be a little off, but we'll see. Um, other than that, Flower and Garden, I, I mean, we've already said I love Flower and Garden, but some of the stuff like my perfect day in flower garden is just walking around looking at the topiaries taking it all in grabbing some snacks flower and garden has some of the best photo spots i find because you can have really natural looking photos with for example um festival of the arts they have a lot of photo opportunities with like the paintings and stuff but they're very staged photo opportunities whereas flower and garden i feel like there's so many more just naturally integrated uh, photo opportunities with the flowers and such and i love wearing cute dresses flower and garden really is the start to spring in canada it is gross here until sometimes like well into may which kind of sucks but flower and garden to me is when spring really starts it just makes me happier i love wearing like cute t-shirts there i love this is like always where i try to like debut my new spring dresses for the spring and summer i love it bright colors it's a chance to really bring out <laughs> happiness is that can we even say that like i don't know i feel like winter is so depressing and then you're here and you're just like it is summer it is spring you're getting those hot days back the humidity starting to build up again in florida <sighs> i love it but anyway, I think we're going to end out the podcast here. I know this is a bit of a shorter episode, but I mean, I'm like I said, we're not Disney news here. I'm just giving my opinions on what we got. And yeah, that's that's flower and garden basically for you. I don't think I really missed anything. So thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, check me out on my other social medias at Part of Brooks World and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platform and give it five stars wherever you are listening and even leave a review if you want because reviews are really cool and I love to see it. Share it with your friends, all that fun stuff. But thank you again so much for listening and I hope you have a magical rest of your day. Thank <laughs> you.